This is Matt Ward of The Way In, your home for combat sports. I'm joined with John DeSanto of phillyboxinghistory.com and the Briscoe Awards. John, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Matt. For those of my listeners who are not familiar with Benny Briscoe, please tell us who he was and why there is an award show named after him. Okay, well, Benny Briscoe is a legendary Philly fighter of the 1970s. He was a middle. He started as a welterweight. You know, had the, the meat of his career as a, as a middleweight. Um, he was one of those guys who was a very blue collar, working class fighter. He was a murderous puncher, and you know, he was very popular with the fans because he was always, you know, his fights were exciting. He was exciting. Um, and he fought a lot of great fighters. And, you know, towards the end of his career, he fought guys like Marvin Hagler, big names. And um, he fought for the title um, three times, never won it. Um, but it came up at a time when great fighters like Carlos Monzon was the middleweight champ. Another guy was Rodrigo Valdez, who he lost to. And, um, but he was a really, really great fighter. And he's a real, for me, he's a real symbol of Philadelphia fighters. There's a lot of great ones, but... He's, he's particularly special, certainly to me. And um, we do the award. Um, it was something that I thought of uh, to do in conjunction with my website mm-hmm. and my now my nonprofit, Philly Boxing History. And the idea was to um, record for history in the making and honor the, the biggest and best achievements of the local fight scene. And in doing so, naming it after Brittany Briscoe and making the awards in his likeness keeps his name out there and continues to honor him. He's a guy who probably won't make it to the International Hall of Fame, although many of us would say he belongs there. Right. But um, so we have to do everything we can to keep his legacy alive. And so we hope the Briscoe Awards is part of that. Very cool. So this year marks the first year that the Briscoe Awards will be held in March instead of October. What was the reason for the change? Okay. This is the 11th year. So the first 10 years, I picked a time of the year when there, when there weren't other things going, like the F- Pennsylvania Hall of Fame's in May. There was a um, Salute to Philly Fighters um, banquet that was in December, and then it moved to January. I wanted to stay away. I wanted to stay out of the cold weather, you know, the snowy weather, and I also wanted to not be in anybody else's way. Mm-hmm. Um, so... October was a great time of year to do it um, and did it like that. But there was confusion. And the reason was is the awards are given out for the calendar year. Mm-hmm. So last year, for the, for the fight year of 2016, um, we gave away the awards in October of 2017. So let's take the fight of the year last year. That fight happened in March. A year and a half had passed by the time we honored the fighters. I could keep that straight. It made sense to me. I didn't want to split the year in half, you know, go half of 16 and half of 17. Mm-hmm. So, but, but it always caused confusion because it's like these awards are so late. They're almost another year has passed. And it also f- affects it like the fighter of the year may have lost five times by the time he went right. takes his Briscoe award. <laughs> so to, to, to make it clearer and make all these accomplishments fresher in everyone's mind, I always wanted to move it. Um, to the first part of the year, you know, first quarter, you know, March, maybe April, something like that. But um, so I thought this is the 11th year. It still it was a great year for boxing in Philly, but the 10th year was sort of a big one. And so I thought, okay, maybe this is a quieter one. Maybe I can make that shift now. And yeah, I'm a little nervous about it because it's changing the momentum. But I think it's that um, you take that little step back and it'll only make it better and make it very clear. And I think it showed because when I put these 
um, nominees up for vote, I got so many votes, so many more than, than in previous years. So I think it was hot. You know, people said, oh, yeah, I remember that fight, and they wanted to let their voices be heard. And so I think it'll be a good adjustment. Very cool. The 2017 Philly Fight of the Year was about between Tyrone Brunson and Kermit Cintron. Please tell us first why this fight was nominated, and second, what other fights from 2017 did this fight beat out for this honor? This one was an easy nomination because, um, you know, great fights aren't always knockdown, drag out, Mm -hmm. super exciting things. This one, when they said these two guys were fighting, when it was first announced, it had the makings of a fight of the year type of fight. Yeah. Both guys needed a win. You know, Kermit Cintron was a great fighter, former champion, coming back. Bronson's a guy who's been fighting to legitimize his career since the beginning. You know, he had that start where he knocked everybody out. And people found fault with it. Um, he didn't fight a lot of tough guys. And so he's been fighting for his career. And he's, you know, he's not a kid anymore either. So every fight yeah. counts. He's so, hungry. Yeah, hungry. Both of them needed the win. And so it was for the state title. And they, uh, it was, seemed like a good match, you know. And then we went to the fight, and it exceeded even those high expectations. Um, Cintron jumped on Brunson, knocked him down twice, and it looked like, well, this guy's <laughs> going to get it. But Brunson picked himself up, and then he stormed back. It was the fourth round. The fifth round, he came back, and he knocked Cintron down three times and knocked him out for the, you know, and won the fight, kept his career going, won the state title. It's the first belt, professional belt he ever won. So he kept it all going, and so it was clearly in the running for fight of the year the night it happened. Yeah. And it was like, will it hold on? Now, there were other two other fights were nominated, and there were a number of good fights, but there was a fight, um, Avery Sparrow versus Anthony Bergen, yeah. which was a eight-round main event. It was a very gritty, tough fight in the same arena in South Philly. Um, very good fight. And then also... Um, uh, Isaiah Wise and Fred Jenkins Jr. had a very grueling fight, and these were the these were the um, the th- three best fights. We had a couple more in the running, but these were the ones. And um, it was a you know Brunson and Cintron won the vote by the fans by a very comfortable margin. But it was one of those fights. Both guys got off the floor. It was a terrific fight and the kind of fight when you go to the fights you hope something like that's going to happen so it doesn't happen that often you know so yeah it really it was a great one yeah and all three fights really stick out of my mind clearly from last year they were all but all three were action-packed and i feel like they were very competitive and the other there were two other fights that were nominated and both of them were fights won by david murray yeah um he he knocked out um two guys um, in the year, and both fights were similar, where he was getting knocked down, and like it looked like he was out of it, and he stormed back and won both fights. He had a very special year last year, um, and so he was nominated for two fights of the year and one KO of the year. He didn't win, but he deserves being recognized because he had a special year. He was like the Arturo Gatti of Philadelphia yeah. <laughs> last year. <laughs> Definitely an honorable mention, yep. big time for sure. So. Going, building up a little bit more on what we talked about, uh, Avery Sparrow being mm. one of the nominees for Fight of the Year, um, he did walk away with two other awards yes. this year, or he will walk away with two other awards. That is the Prospect of the Year and the Breakout Fighter of the Year. Yep. Please tell us more about this talented young fighter. Okay. Avery Sparrow's really um, 
he looks like he's really got a lot of potential. Yep. But to, to really appreciate what he did last year, you have to go back to like his kind of rookie season, like his first or second year. When he started this year, I think he was like five and one or something like that. And that still looks pretty good, but you got to look at that one. Mm-hmm. He fought a fight in South Philly, and um, this is going back uh, a little more more than a year now. But he was um, he fought Jerome Rodriguez, and he was winning the fight. He was clearly going to win this fight, and then he started getting worn for low blows. And that night, Avery Sparrow went from like this super hot young prospect to oh my god, is this guy a head case because he was in, he he insisted on losing that fight yeah. by fouling out. And I just thought because I had seen him since his pro debut and saw him in the gym a little bit and said, "There's a guy to watch." I thought, "Oh no, <laughs> he self-destructed." Well, you know, he came back a little bit. He he um, he started a fight uh, for Russell Peltz and. He had a great year last year. He fought four times, twice on national TV, um, once in one of the fights of the year in Philly. And what he did was he showed that he's not a head case. He pulled it together. He, he really matured as a fighter, and he took tough fights, challenging fights, and he, he kept winning, and he looked good doing it. And he had that one fight that was on TV that was very sloppy. He went, they Both guys went down, and it was a messy fight, but he... Stuck it out. He won the fight. And then he closed the year um, on a fight that was, again, on national TV, and he fought a, a, a guy who was, like, n- way bigger record than him. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget his record, 14-1 and one or something. And, you know, this guy had more fights. He was the favorite. and the, the other guy was the favorite. And Sparrow went in there and just looked terrific and won the fight. Um, so he won four in a row. At the end of the year, clearly he was the breakout fighter of the year. He won the award unopposed, so that didn't go to the votes. But he was nominated for Fighter of the Year, Performance of the Year for that last fight against a fighter named Lopez, um, and uh, Fight of the Year, and um, Prospect of the Year. He had several nominations, and he was in the running for every one, uh, but he came away with two. He won the Prospect of the Year, which makes total sense. He went from a 5 and one fighter to like a 9- or 10-in-1 fighter, and he's now ranked um, in the top 15 yeah, um, he got a ranking. So he really produced in this in 2017, and he showed that he's somebody to to keep an eye on. He's uh, you know he's still young in his career, but he's has a he's got some great momentum, and he's fun to watch. He's a talented fighter. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see. So he'll he'll go away with two awards this year. Very which cool. Is great. It'll be exciting to see where his career goes in 2018. Too. For sure. So the the Briscoe Awards will have two big winners. Tyrone Brunson's going home with three awards and Sparrow for, with two. So it's the first time that two guys have dominated. There's plenty of other yeah. winners, but these guys are going home with multiple awards. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So the Briscoe Awards this year, please tell us when they're being held and where they're being held. Okay. So as we talked about earlier, they're being moved to March. March 25th, it's a Sunday afternoon, 1 to 4 p.m., um, for the last few years, I've been doing it in a bigger venue, but we're going old school this year. And where the Briscoe Awards started was at the Veteran Boxers Association Clubhouse in Port Richmond section of Philly um, on Clearfield Street. We started there, and it was always like we grew at, the, at this place. And we started with 50 people, and the last time we did it, we probably had 400 people. We were breaking the walls out. So the Briscoe Awards outgrew the place um, size-wise, but, you know, as good as these other venues have been, there's a special quality to doing it at the VBA because of the type of place it is. It's a you know it's a boxing shrine really. Yeah. And it's um, so 
there's technical reasons why I brought it back to this venue. This year it's going to be at the VBA again. Um, it's going to be a limited space event. I'm only selling a certain number of tickets to avoid having it so crowded in, in this place. Um, and then next year we'll go back to same time frame, but we'll go to the big venue again. But um, we're going to do it here, and it's going to be a special one. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And I think, even though I like the awards to get bigger and better every year and have more and more people, I think once in a while I'd like to do this, bring it back to kind of remember, like go old school, I'm calling it. Yeah. Remember what it was like, because it's just a different atmosphere. And, you know, as much as I like making it bigger and having, you know, hundreds of people there every time, there was something I missed. So um, for a number of reasons, we're bringing it back uh, to the VBA, and it'll be cool, but, you know, it'll be a um, you know special one this year. Bring it back to its roots. Yeah, its roots, <laughs> definitely. How much does the ticket cost to the Briscoe Awards? This year I'm charging $20, which is um, – the Briscoe Origins Pass has been a free event or a $5 mm -hmm. event. $20 because of this limited space. This is the year that the hardcore Briscoe fans, the loyal supporters, are going to make it float this year. I'm right. not doing the hard sell with a lot of advertisers and a lot of sponsors. It's one of the technical reasons. I'm turning it around and doing it six months after I did it before. I don't personally feel comfortable squeezing everybody you know, all my sponsors again. So I've chosen a few lucky or unlucky ones <laughs> that are loyal, regular sponsors have been with me from the beginning and um, asked them to step up and sponsor. And then I'm asking the fans, who normally it's a free party for the fans, I'm saying, hey, kick in 20 bucks, come to the Briscoe Awards, and with it you get tons of food and you'll get draft beer and wine and soda. And so it'll be, you know, it'll be worth, you'll get your $20 worth. And it'll be our, you know, not a private party, but a smaller one this year. It'll be, it should be special. It should be interesting. Yep. Still sounds like a bargain. Yeah. Great deal. How can my listeners learn more about this event? Well, they can watch phillyboxinghistory.com, watch that website, or they can go to briscoeawards.com. And at briscoeawards.com, that's where you can buy your tickets online. You can buy, you know, the T-shirt the and things like that. Uh, but you know those those places and then other other websites and also they can follow philly boxing history on facebook i do you know regular uh postings to um you know talk about the event great we'll make sure to share the links in all the ads as well great thank you cool. john thank you very much for joining me for the first part of a two-part interview about the briscoe awards and i look forward to speaking with you again okay thank you very much matt